0: Welcome to the Normal to Nomad podcast, where we share stories, thoughts, ideas, and conversations on our journey to find balance with nature in a technologically advanced world. My name is Barron.
1: And I'm Elsa. We live together in a 13-foot scamp trailer with our dog camp in the American wilderness.
0: Hello, welcome back to the scamp. Today we are talking about the things that we do to entertain ourselves out here.
1: Which is a very relevant kind of thing at this time.
0: Entertainment,
1: everybody's stuck at home.
0: Yeah, so hopefully the different things that we use to entertain ourselves, you will enjoy yourself.
1: I feel like right now is the best time while we're all in this state of flux to learn how to utilize the internet. It's the one thing that we all, for the most part, have access to.
0: Even if you have an analog job, I think... A lot of people are being forced to figure out how to put that online, which sucks by some measure, but at the same time, it's like, if you lean into it, it can be an interesting exercise. Like some of our friends that teach yoga or uh, music lessons or all those types of things are being pushed online. And one thing that we've really wanted to do is we have a Discord server, which has been a really fun thing as a substitute for social media since it's pretty um, toxic right now. But... On the Discord server, we would like to, if you have different things that you could teach or share or want to learn or what have you, you can pop them in there and we can use that community to sort of help you to grow whatever whatever it is that you want to share with people.
1: Anything that you have to offer or teach or sell or...
0: Or if you just want a place for conversation, it's a great place to do that. So we'll link that first thing in the show notes. And please come join us there. And soon um, we'll be having more conversations, live conversations. Talking conversations. conversations. Yeah. We've done one of those so far, and it was super fun. So getting into the entertainment. We have it sort of organized into nature, entertainment, digital, and analog, right?
1: Yeah. Let's do the nature part first, just for those who are still learning internet. I think these first ones are pretty easy and, I don't know, things that we do intermittently.
0: So especially since it's winter, we haven't been doing all that much Outside. nature stuff, yeah. aside from just living in nature. But the primary thing that we do is walk. We both walk a number of miles every day. And I like to walk barefoot. And I don't know if that your adds Your
1: feet any- are made of some kind of steel.
0: No, they're skim. In
1: it's- the summer, you your toes are bleeding all the time. And it's like you sometimes don't even notice.
0: Yeah, now I have calluses that protect me. But also the calluses rip off and then it's even worse. But yeah, I like to walk barefoot. I think it helps, I don't know, people say it helps you with grounding and talk about forest bathing and all those things. And I guess we naturally do those types of things all the time. But I like to walk barefoot because it keeps me present, at least, because I'm not stepping on, like I can't just be as clunky with my foot placement and everything. I have to think about it.
1: I wish that you could see our feet next to each other right now. Not only are Baron's feet a lot more tan, but your feet are very dirty.
0: Well, I clean them all the time. They just, especially in this spot, it's just dusty. So dusty.
1: What do we do in the summer when, because we're, it's just easier to step outside barefoot than to put shoes on if we're just going to run outside quick. Mm -hmm. But what do we do? We just kind of always have dirty feet, don't we? Yeah,
0: but the dirt doesn't come off. Like if you brush them off. Most of the dirt that's going to come off comes off of them. They just look like dark and muddy. It's nicer to
1: have dirty dirt covered feet than like Chaco stank.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, yeah, that was a little (laughs) bit of a derailment, but we like to walk outside.
1: I like hiking, going on particular like trail hikes with my little backpack. I love, love that.
0: And another thing on walking outside, a lot of times I'll listen to podcasts or call friends or family and talk to them while I hike but also I think it's important to just be able to walk and not listen to anything and just use it as a sort of walking meditation time. I think that's super useful because then whenever I get back to the scamp, I can journal or I'll have different inspirational things to dive into given what I thought about as I walked.
1: It's a good time for your subconscious thoughts to kind of come out as you walk and It's kind of like a shower, how you have shower thoughts. Same, same when you're walking.
0: That's interesting. You're totally right. Uh, So you mentioned hiking. I did. And we haven't been hiking all that much as of recent. You have a little bit more than I have, I guess.
1: I mean like hiking, hiking.
0: Yeah. With my ankle being busted, that was kind of a hard thing. But I'm at probably 90% now, I guess. So There's just something about
1: putting your day's worth of things into your backpack and just going out and walking. I think that's awesome.
0: And a lot of people have asked how to get into the nomad life or they want to start living on the road and all those types of things. And I think just day hikes are a great place to start. Just go on a hike wherever you are and just bring a backpack full of, if you have a hammock or a snack, different things like that. Water. Yeah, and just go set up a little camp for an hour and read a book or whatever and just kind of get the feel for what it's like to just be alone in nature. And then over time you'll figure out the things that you want, and then you can move into going camping and those That's kinds of That's great
1: things. advice. That's even because you always say you should, if you want to do nomad life, you should go camping mm-hmm. for a weekend and see what you need, just see what you think and what you do. But a day hike is even easier, like, right? Entry. Lower level than that. Yeah. yeah.
0: Another thing that I like to do in the well, it's a little bit cold in the winter, but cold dips is one of my favorite yeah. things. I've done them a couple times uh, in the really cold snowmelt water recently, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's
1: really hard to get your core lot. body temperature back up when we don't have a really warm place to go after cold dipping in Unless we're
0: just blasting the stove.
1: I love to do dance tutorials outside. More so, not even tutorials, but just dance. I love to shuffle. That's been kind of a hobby and a practice of mine over the last year or so. The way that I learn is by doing tutorials. So I'll sit outside with my iPad and learn a few new moves and it's exercise and it's fun. I've found so much peace in uh, learning how to move my body. It's such a creative expression for me that I didn't ever realize was something I was into.
0: I need to dance more.
1: It just feels good to just move every muscle in your body, feels amazing. Good for your brain.
0: Another thing that we like to do is long drives.
1: Yeah, that seems to be when we have most of our thoughtful conversations.
0: Not most of, but we have we definitely have thoughtful conversations every time we drive. A lot of times when we drive, we don't even listen to anything. No music, no podcasts, nothing. We just sit and talk.
1: And that, I get, that's what I mean by like that's when our very thoughtful conversations happen because we're not distracted by anything. We're just in the car driving i mean it's another form of shower thoughts
0: yeah i I crave long road trips after if we've been in a similar area for a while i just want to get in the car and drive because i think that's it just feels good and it feels good to like be somewhere new but a lot of times we'll come up with an excuse to take a drive just because we want to go drive for a little while
1: usually in nature is fun and that's An easy thing for people to do right now. If you feel like you want to get out of your house, go drive somewhere.
0: I love driving on dirt roads. I remember last time, or I don't know if it was last time, but one of the times we were in Kansas City, I was craving driving on dirt roads so bad that I had to download a rally racing game just to tide myself (laughs) over. (laughs) Uh, Another thing in nature is meditation.
1: That's very, very important at this time.
0: Yeah, Just to process all the information that's coming in. And
1: it feels even like right now it's harder to meditate. I feel like I, even though I have more time, well, everything is pretty much kind of the same for us, but I find myself meditating less just because I have so much on my mind when this is really the time that I should be having a very dedicated practice.
0: Something else, though, is you put a lot of pressure on yourself and feel a lot of external pressure but now that everything else is slowing down.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. It's like the hustle and the grind that everyone has in our normal society. I feel like just because we are in the scamp doesn't mean that I get to not. It's hard to explain, but we have so much freedom and so much time in the scamp that it feels like I have to keep up with the my learned habit of hustle.
0: And people push you, too. whenever it's been a few days since the last video came out. When's the next video going to be out? It's just, it's a constant sort of pressure.
1: So now with everyone else slowing down, I feel so much peace. It's
0: like a long weekend.
1: Yes, I feel like I can work on, I mean, generally when I don't feel pressure, I tend to work on things more passionately. I work on the stuff that I want to work on, which ends up being stuff that people like to see a lot anyway yeah
0: so if you could find a way to alleviate that pressure on yourself i think then you would always produce things that are more interesting to people and more natural to yourself
1: right so this is good practice yeah (laughs) just feeling general less pressure while also in turn feeling a lot of really weird pressure i've never felt before just to survive survive, (laughs) my favorite app for meditation is waking up by sam harris it's a really cool way to get into meditation if you don't really have a practice of your own. You start 50 days of a 10 minute meditation. It kind of goes in a a sequence. And then once those are finished, there's a new daily meditation that you can do. And you can change um, the meditation time to be 10 minutes, 20 minutes. I think there's settings to make it guided or unguided even now. Um, there's a lot of theory courses that Sam Harris talks about just different topics kind of like a podcast he has a lot of conversations with people on there so it's a really awesome very well put together app that we love and if you can't afford it he likes to make sure that people know that you just send the waking up app team an email tell them that at this time it's not something that you can afford he doesn't want money to be the reason that somebody doesn't have this app and meditate so you can send him an email and they'll give you a year subscription for free it's really cool
0: and also just sitting outside i think is excellent meditation if sometimes i don't want to listen to the app or sometimes i just want to decompress my own thoughts and just sitting outside is excellent meditation
1: yeah but you're evolved with meditation i think there's a lot of people who couldn't sit outside with a and you're seeing a lot of that right now with people being forced to stay at home a lot of people don't know how to sit quiet
0: Mm -hmm. Alone, It just perplexes me how people can be bored with access to the internet. I feel like I could sit (laughs) and never bore myself. We're
1: going to get into that. But yeah, sitting, like you said, walking without any music or listening to anything. It is a very good practice. And just sitting outside for sure is a meditation of its own.
0: And you don't even have to call it meditation. Just sitting outside and thinking and letting your mind wander and see... Yeah, seeing what you and if come you don't, up with.
1: If you don't do it often, that is training just like meditation would be.
0: For sure. We also love to identify plants and forage when the weather permits.
1: It's my favorite. If you have a physical book, especially going outside, taking a long walk with your plant identification book or your foraging book or herb book um, and learning what's along the road. If you don't have something like you can read a book and kind of memorize the book next to, next to the pictures, but I feel like it doesn't really click or register in my brain until I've seen it in person and identified it with my
0: book. That's so that's
1: such a fun thing to do.
0: Even if you live in the city, there are lots of opportunities to forage. You wouldn't think so, but there's apple trees, and we even found a chicken of the woods mushroom in Portland. In Portland. Portland. <laughs> there's Downtown. Yeah, lots of things available. So don't just think that since you're in the city, you're completely limited.
1: It's always a great time to climb rocks, climb trees. I feel like there's a lot of outdoor adventuring everywhere to some extent.
0: I love climbing trees.
1: Playgrounds even. The fishing is really fun too. You just haven't really been able to. We've been moving so much that you can't, we don't know where to get a fishing license, but that would be something that we hope to do more of.
0: State to state, they're just so expensive. But I think fishing is an excellent skill, and it teaches you a lot of things about the ecology around you. And it's really made me appreciate the fish and the different foods that the fish eat and how different systems affect the water and dams. And I think it's a good thing. And I think a lot of people do it for sport, and that's okay. But just keep in mind that fish are living things, too. So treat them with some level of reverence. Respect. Yeah.
1: A couple things that will take up a lot of our time and that will be huge sources of entertainment eventually is when we start growing food. That's the missing piece of the scam right now. We're almost completely self-sustainable, kind of. Uh, But once we're able to grow some of our own food, that'll be the key. It'll be just an awesome thing to get to have and learn how to do.
0: I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about for when we're not moving all the time. Me too. And then another thing that we've been considering for a long time and I think would be a useful practice to get into is hunting. Just to be able to kill a deer uh, once a year and have that meat for the year to come. I think it's one of the best ways to reliably gather food.
1: It would feel really good, too, to be able to learn how to use the fur and the bones. Like, it would be sweet to carve the bones into beads and...
0: Really make use of the animal. And I don't think... Hunting for sport, I think, is another thing. But just hunting for food and persist, or subsistence, I think, is a, a fascinating thing. Although I haven't really gotten into it yet, I'm interested too, and I hope to at some point. Again, though, with a lot of respect for the animals that we are hunting. I know that's sort of counterintuitive, but...
1: I'm sure that there are other things that we do in nature, but those are some of the ones that came to mind for the winter time that we're in right now out here in Oregon. There's probably a lot of other nature-related things that we do outside, but we were just kind of thinking about the winter-related stuff right now, so we'll probably be missing some. But yeah, let's move on to analog entertainment.
0: Starting with reading. We both enjoy reading, and we read... For the most part on our iPads, because it's hard to store books in this camp. Two books that I've read recently that were physical copies, just because I hadn't done that in years and I wanted physical books, was the Stillness is the Key by Ryan Holiday. that's an excellent book, highly recommended. and The People's History of the United States. It's another great book about sort of the, a lot of the history that you don't hear about in school. What books have you read recently?
1: The physical book that I read recently, we were on vacation on the beach, and so I just grabbed one off off the shelf. It was called Room. It seemed like it was going to be a lot better than it was. I just, I finished the whole book because I was thinking it would have to end with something better than what was in the book, but it was solid three out of ten. Baron's got a blog post on a lot of our favorite books on your blog at normal to thoughts if you want to check out a full list
0: it's under influential books i'll put a link to that in the show notes too we also both love journaling and it's been a elsa did it for a long time before i did and i eventually decided that i should start and ever since then it's been one of the most important things that i do for general productivity and staying on sort of staying in a flow state and in the zone on things and to sort of help me think more clearly.
1: I started journaling just to help lay out my thoughts and really it was kind of a form of venting in a way when I was younger and then when we moved into the scamp it was a lot more of a kind of logging medium a way for me to track what we were doing and note uh, a lot of memories things that I just would not remember if i had not written them down and that has definitely carried through till now and i started bullet journaling for planning and strategizing and scheduling things another form of journaling i love to do is stream of consciousness sometimes i'll get caught up as i'm journaling thinking about how my words are flowing trying to write it in a
0: articulate manner
1: yes like uh, so that it's something that i can read later and understand but stream of consciousness writing is you just write whatever comes to mind. Don't worry about punctuation or even necessarily spelling. Just write and write and write is a way to, because you have to, as you're writing, you have to think about what you are going to write. It's a much slower process than typing on a keyboard or texting. And I think that's why it helps to clear the mind so much, is because it's, you really have to, even in stream of consciousness journaling, you really have to think about what you are putting down on the paper.
0: At the same time, I think it can be useful too to write via stream of consciousness on a keyboard because I type a lot faster on a keyboard so I can keep, keep up keep up with my just thoughts. Little little. Yeah, little. So I can just dump my mind and a lot of my what I think are my most interesting blog posts and stuff have come from doing that.
1: And speaking of, now is a really really great time for everyone who's always wanted to start a blog or start a website to do so with all this extra time and what else is there to do
0: and you might to make and start your personal brand you can even treat it almost as a resume that's not a businessy resume just so that like
1: a portfolio
0: kind of but just a place where people can go and get to know who you are and What types of things that you write, what types of things that you like, what you're into, those types of things. And if you've never journaled before, something that helps me just get my brain rocking and get some sort of momentum could be a rant or something that just gets you fired up. Like what is something that excites you, some topic that you know a lot about or want to know a lot about that even makes you angry. Sometimes that, that's a easy way to get the brain flowing on writing. Another way to do it is write for understanding. So if there's a topic that you're learning or you would like to teach, try to articulate what it is that you know about that or the different things that you don't understand about that. And that can be a different, a fun way to write. Also explaining different concepts that you're passionate about or ideas that people may or may not know much about, that you're knowledgeable about. Even things like video games and stuff I've had a good time writing about, and that will be a sort of vehicle to understand things more deeply, because you can write metaphorically about really simple things. That's pretty much it as far as analog entertainment goes. So let's jump into the digital side of things. And to be honest, this is how we entertain ourselves most of the time, I'd say. First up is listening to music. Whenever I'm working or oftentimes walking or whenever I'm driving by myself, I always listen to music. And I have, I'll have i link my Spotify in the show notes and you can see all the playlists that I have. Some of them are medicine music. Some of it is learning. Like things that I listen to when I'm trying to learn new things or reading or when I'm journaling, I'll listen to different things. When I want to get fired up or if I'm on a run, I'll listen to different things. There's just lots of different playlists for different mental states. So if you want to check out my Spotify, I have a bunch of different playlists set up and linked there that you can check out.
1: Podcasts, I would say, is how we spend most of our time aside from perhaps YouTube podcasts we can listen to while we're doing anything while we're walking or doing stuff in the scamp or sitting outside
0: cleaning i love listening to podcasts while i clean or fix things or build things whatever
1: some of our favorites are 99 percent invisible kind of easy 20 to 30 minute podcasts about design in so many different ways
0: a lot more abstract design it's not necessarily how to draw logos. It's more like why
1: are park benches out in the city or um, different things about bees and
0: it's very abstract design. It's so even if you're not into design specifically, it's still a fascinating podcast.
1: Oh, one of my favorite episodes was about squirrels and how squirrels didn't used to be as prolific as they are. But back in the day, I don't know what year, but people started feeding the animals because it was assumed that it was good to feed the animals they'd become friendly and anyway now we have this
0: abundance explosion of
1: squirrels, of squirrels. <laughs> so different all kinds of stuff like that really good podcast
0: one of my f- longtime favorites and i li- used to listen to it a lot more when i was in the city but uh accidental tech podcast it's just three guys that are programmers and specifically apple nerds talking about all things apple and technology it's interesting if i'm in that mind space Another one, sort of similar vein, is Recode Decode. It's Kara Swisher interviewing different technology CEOs and influencers in the technology space.
1: I love NPR podcasts. This American Life is one that has been a favorite of mine for... Uh, I was probably in grade school when I started listening. How I Built This, I believe, is NPR, too.
0: With Guy Raz. It's excellent. How different companies... Like, Laura Bar and Dave's Bread.
1: Laura Bar, Laura Bar. Sorry, me you. Sorry,
0: I'm I misspoke. Please never, don't persecute me.
1: <laughs> I've never heard it called Laura Bar. It's like Lara Croft. Well,
0: I don't know a lot of Laura's. so. Yeah, true.
1: TED Radio Hour. <laughs> anyway,
0: how I built this is good.
1: TED Radio Hour is good <laughs> TED talks.
0: I listen to Joe Rogan a lot and. He, He's so funny. Yeah, and he interviews a lot of fascinating people.
1: I like his interview style. It's yeah. really conversational and loose.
0: And it gets into a lot of meta things that people wouldn't normally talk about, and it sort of humanizes people that you would think aren't considered to be human, famous people, and that kind of thing.
1: I think Kevin Rose, Tim Ferriss, and Sam Harris are all kind of similar. I mean, they know each other. Like they've all
0: yeah. They're all Kevin funny, Rose so. and Tim Harris. Or Tim Ferriss, especially. But Sam Harris is somewhat controversial and gets political a lot of times and gets pretty fired up, which is interesting. (laughs) But just know that if if you're going to listen.
1: Sam Harris is the creator of the Waking Up meditation app.
0: And he's a neuroscientist, among other things. He's a super uh, interesting dude and has some fascinating perspectives on things. And then Kevin Rose interviews people, and he has a really soft Conversational Im- interviewing style too.
1: Yeah, I like him a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. And then Tim Ferriss wrote the Four Hour Work Week and the Four Hour Body and all those things, and he interviews a lot of people. I I like I had more fun listening to him when he was interviewing more esoteric guests, but now his podcast has gotten so big that he interviews a lot of more famous people, and I don't necessarily enjoy those as much.
1: They're not quite as relatable. Yeah. So it's a lot about how did you get your business to be where it is now mm-hmm. type of... Not everything, but I think that's why I don't usually go to him first anymore.
0: Well, some of my favorites of his, though, were the with Naval Ravikant and Kevin... Or not Kevin Rose. Um, Derek Sivers. Those were probably my two favorites of all time. And Josh Waitskin. Another interesting podcast personality is russell brand and i never thought that i would say this but russell brand is a pretty deep and interesting character and he speech he speaks with such eloquence that anything he says makes you think and he can speak so quickly it's unbelievable but he it's really spiritual focused podcast topics with great guests. I feel like if you tune into that one, you'll be surprised by how good it is.
1: And then last on this list, I just added the Serial podcast. I think that's NPR as well. It's a really good series podcast. Um, Every season is different and super unique stories.
0: It's a good one for long drives Yeah. or if you're flying or something. It's
1: like an audio book, but true stories.
0: Before we step into YouTube and other visual media... A thing that we just subscribed to the other night is Gaia and it's a platform with all kinds of different documentaries and videos and the one that we just started listening or watching was on psychedelics and it's been fascinating all about different psychedelics and their role in culture and those types of things. They have videos too on ancient history and mindfulness, mm. all kinds of esoteric things. You sent are...
1: me one on ancient civilization that was awesome.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know about the validity of some of the things. I think a lot of them are it's like just thought provoking, not
1: mainstream. Yeah, type of content, which is fun.
0: Mm-hmm. But yeah, we've enjoyed that, and they have a two week free trial if you want to dive into it. And we're just getting started with that.
1: So now YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. So... <laughs> Do you want to maybe?
0: Have... There's this channel called Elsa Ray on YouTube, <laughs> and it's this couple. There, there's so They're we just could fascinating.
1: We could talk about YouTube for ever and ever. It's interesting to talk to people who don't utilize YouTube in the same way that I feel like I do or we do. We well, use YouTube like most people use TV, and I know a lot of people do.
0: But I use it for so many things. Anything that I want to learn. Anything that I want to be entertained by, if I want to learn something about how to do a thing in a video game or fix a car or polish the scamp or dig holes or go hunting, or there's so many different things to learn on YouTube. So I'm just endlessly fascinated by YouTube.
1: So I don't know how exactly we should lay out our, like, we both have so many channels that we watch. This could be its own episode in itself.
0: So we'll just kind of talk about the general things that we like to watch on YouTube as of late anyway and then we'll dive into some of the channels that we like and we'll link those all in the show notes too.
1: Something that I discovered about a year ago is ASMR cooking videos. I don't watch too many of them anymore but it's just fascinating and so calming watching somebody make chocolate chip cookies and all you hear is them making chocolate chip cookies no dialogue, no music it's wonderful I love it (laughs) I think that's also played a part in why my videos are the way that they are is uh, those those videos
0: lately I've been watching a lot of Subaru oriented videos how different parts within the engine compartment work uh, simple repairs you can do things to look out for All of those types of things, the different uh, things that typically fail on different types of motors and how they work, I've just been geeking on all things, mechanical and car oriented.
1: I like to watch a lot of home stuff, a lot of random, oh my gosh, I watch even things about babies, like mom videos. I don't know, maybe it's because we don't live in a house anymore but I like watching house organization and house cleaning videos. My list is so all over the place that I like yeah, can't even categorize them. them in any well,
0: basic way. Maybe genres. let's just let ourselves have the freedom to wander <sighs> around with it.
1: Okay.
0: I watch a lot of gaming channels on YouTube, and lately I've been watching a lot of Rust videos because that was one of my favorite games of all time. Just quickly to give you some context, you're... You wake up on an island and all you have in your hands is a rock and you're totally naked and you have to survive. And the only other people or the only other things that you interact with on the island are other people. Every time you play is totally different. So people will make documentaries about their time playing Rust. And I think it's just hilarious and fascinating, the different interactions that they have. And since I can't play it on my Mac, it brings me back.
1: I follow quite a few outdoor people, but I don't... It's I don't know why, but I don't really follow many people who are doing what we are doing. Like, I don't watch... I don't think I subscribe to any van life people. But that's a very different, I think, genre even than scamp life. And scamp life is kind of our own.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll watch them sort of topically if they have a video that is particularly appealing or if we're going to a new place.
1: Or related in some way to... um, Like, I was watching some van build videos because I wanted to know stuff about building our own scamp back when we did that this past summer. We just do. We do it. So I don't really need to watch other people do go travel around in their vans. Is that weird?
0: I don't know, I, because I'm the same way, and I did watch them a lot more before we started doing this, but now I don't as much. One of the closest things to what we do, and that might sound arrogant to say even, but is Sailing the Vagabond. They're one of the nomadic sort of people that we do enjoy watching.
1: I don't think that's... did you say Arrogant.
0: Yeah, just to compare ourselves to them.
1: Oh, well, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the type of content, well, you could argue that a lot of van lifers do the same thing. Yeah. Sailing is kind of its own genre.
0: And I would love to get into sailing eventually. Like we were talking about hunting earlier, but spear fishing for the majority of our food and living on the water, I think, would be amazing. I love the ocean.
1: Slim Potato Head is probably one of the oh, few RVers that I follow. Oh, I do follow some bus people. Yeah, scattered here and there. I. Yeah, but Slim Potato Head is awesome. He just traded in his A-liner camper for a fiberglass, uh, I forget what it's called, but similar to a scamp. He's just great. He's an OG, and you can tell he's been doing this for a long time. We took a lot of inspiration from his winter camping videos back when we were trying to figure out how the heck we were going to do winter camping. He's an awesome dude.
0: I watch a lot of tech-oriented videos mkbhd is one of my favorite youtubers generally speaking and i've just learned a lot from that guy
1: i feel like you can trust his reviews of things but mostly because i feel like he kind of it's not often that he says this is awesome you've got to have it he's Mm -hmm. really good about being well this isn't what i'd like it to be he's pretty critical yeah which is helpful
0: another tech-oriented channel that i like is henny the business He is awesome. He used to be a producer for people like Kendrick Lamar and all kinds of things. And he's moved to primarily doing YouTube and he produces all of his music with his iPad and edits all of his videos with his iPad. So if you're trying to move more into using your iPad as your primary uh, production device, he's a fascinating character. He does tech reviews and stuff, too.
1: Casey Neistat used to be tech-related entertainment vlogs. Of course, he doesn't make videos hardly at all anymore, but toward the end of when he was still making a lot of videos, I fell off for some reason. I don't know, but he used to be one of my top, top
0: When I first discovered people. him, I watched his vlogs for days on end. Yes,
1: for sure. I think everybody did. We found him when he was, he'd already been peaking. You know what, I think he was at like three or four hundred thousand, and then all of a sudden, like two days later, he was at a million, and then a million, a million, and his videos were amazing. I miss... The I miss that
0: on sort of the other end of the spectrum, Joe Robinette. Is oh yes, very cool
1: bushcraft. I when we found him, I was so inspired that I found a bunch of sticks and I built a shelf in the Scamp with them that lasted until it fell apart a few
0: months. Also bushcraft.
1: Heck yes. When
0: we really watched his videos was before we had our internet, so we would download. Oh yeah, because he has videos that are. Hour-long camping videos, so it was easy to just download a couple of those and watch them in this camp at night.
1: We love Joe Robinette.
0: One of our friends that makes similar videos to ours is Off Grid Backcountry Adventures. Brian. We spent a lot of time with him in Colorado, and he's still making videos. He's he's producing a lot more videos right now, and he has the same awning that we just got with a zip-in room, and he cut a hole in the side to put his wood-burning stove in there. So it's been some interesting content as of late this. it has been in a video
1: or two of ours. We uh, camped in his winter tent a couple, two or three winters ago. Yeah. That was really fun. Fun video. Our other friends, Adventure Anyway, Daniel and Devaney, for those who are interested in seeing a new person's perspective on moving out of classic society and into a camper. They've also been featured in a few of our videos. They bought a like 16 or 17 foot Park Liner fiberglass trailer.
0: It's so nice.
1: It is so nice. They're just starting their YouTube journey and...
0: They're like, the sweetest people in the world, oh so gosh, go give them are. a follow. Exploring Alternatives, that was one that you listed.
1: Yes, that's kind of like a purposeful living. There's a lot of tiny house videos that are kind of regurgitative. Similar to... Like, I don't mean to talk at all, like bring the van life community down at all. By the, talking about it earlier and stuff. They just certain tiny house videos certain like van build videos tend to be very similar to a lot of the others and i think
0: we've just seen so many of them that it gets a little bit redundant for us but when we first found them we geeked on tiny house videos for well over a year
1: yeah they were relevant to us then but exploring alternatives they have a very wide variety of tiny minimal purposeful living videos Things like yurts, tiny houses, vans, buses. I don't know how they do it, but I a lot of times uh, people give them access to their space and they stay in the space and then do a really solid, to-the-point, no-fluff review. Very well produced. I think they've got over a million subscribers now. Their recent van build was one of the best I've ever seen. Most thoughtful, practical builds out there. So lots of really great content on that channel.
0: One of my favorite YouTube videos channels of all time is Kurzgesagt, or in a nutshell, I think it's in German or something is the name, but it's a cartoon channel. They use cartoons to explain super complex topics. Uh, They just did one on the recent virus, and it was excellent, very well done, very informative, and palpable. Like You can understand far more complex topics because it's little cartoons explaining them. It's super helpful. Another one about cars and different engineering concepts is Engineering Explained. I love that channel. He makes, again, very what would be complex topics understandable and brings them down to my level. Kind of like Kurzgesagt is School of Life. When we first found that channel, we watched all of the videos on that channel. All kinds of different things about philosophy and history, and pretty much any topic that is useful is on there, so I definitely suggest diving into that. A sort of weird one that I really enjoy is Jimmy High Roller. He does videos all about different NBA topics, which is weird, but super fun to watch, and they're really well-edited videos.
1: I feel like we could go on for days and days and days of our specific YouTubers that we follow. There's so many across the board in all types of genres of YouTube, but what Baron has done as he's watched his YouTube videos is he sections out different videos into playlists. And duh, I don't know why. I, I for some reason, have always looked at playlists on YouTube as I sort, like as a creator, I sort my videos into playlists for people to watch. I never considered that I could make playlists of videos I like and have those on my channel. So Baron's got a ton of different playlists that he can run through. I have curated now, based on this fabulous idea, I've curated different playlists of, like, a lot of you love the cooking content that we produce. Um, So I've got a bunch of nomadic cooking style videos. I've got a playlist of tiny house purposeful type living, a playlist of all my favorite off-grid life videos so we'll have links to all of these in the show notes
0: and just to run through the ones that i have real quick i have one on mindfulness one on photo and video mostly like photo and video gear rigs which is a lot of subaru stuff and a lot of different nomad rigs that i really like nomad gear learning Learning is a really long playlist just full of any video that I stumble across that I think is interesting enough to save.
1: Oh, and my favorite craft tutorials. All of the videos that I've found that I've used to make the stuff that I make. I'll throw that into that playlist.
0: Something that I like to do to entertain myself is play video games. And just for the sake of brevity, I will run through some iOS-specific games, so games that you can play on your iPad or iPhone or uh, now a lot of these are available on Mac too. Most of these are controller controller supported, so if you have a PlayStation or Xbox or Steel Series controller, you can hook them up to your iPad or phone to play these games. The first one is Rush Rally Three, and it's a rally racing video game that's pretty realistic. You have a co-driver that calls out all the turns and everything as you go. And I love rally racing games, so that's one of my favorites. Evoland is another one. It's a game that starts out in the old 8-bit sort of Zelda type of game and then progresses all the way through into a 3D game. So you have different modes that you step through, like Pokemon and all kinds of different... It's like a throwback to a lot of retro games, and then it pushes into more modern games it's really interesting idea the kingdom rush series is awesome they're tower defense oriented games where you build different towers and have different heroes that you defend against an oncoming wave of non-player controlled monsters super fun another one is by the same people is iron marines it's if you ever played command and conquer it's kind of like that but a mobile version Where you also control a hero so it has a sort of feel like league of legends or something like that too it's super fun one of my favorite games of all time and one that elsa likes too is don't starve we've played don't starve together a lot and that's one where you play with multiple people but on mobile they have don't starve which is the solo game and don't starve shipwrecked which is when you have boats and you're on the water in like a Caribbean sort of environment, but you build, it's like a crafting game where you build everything that you need. You have to harvest your food and grow your food and the art style is sort of whimsical like a Tim Burton movie. It's super fun. One that just released for iPad is Roller Coaster Tycoon Classic and they have the a newer version of Roller Coaster Tycoon Touch available, but I like the classic one because it's the same game that I used to play when I was a kid, all of the things are the same. So if you ever played the old school Roller Coaster Tycoon, it's the same one, but it's for um, iOS devices now. Another one is Oddmar. It's a side scrolling, similar to the old school Mario and that type of deal, but you're a Viking and it's controller supported as well. It's a super fun game. A game that I enjoyed back in the day that is available for iPad now is Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and If you ever played a Grand Theft Auto game, you know what they're like, but it's a great game, and it's the same old game, just ported to mobile devices. It's excellent. One that came out recently is Call of Duty Mobile, and if you've ever played Call of Duty, it's that, but on your mobile device, and you can play with a controller as well. Tropico is another super fun game. It's more intellectual than many of the games I've listed. You are an island dictator and you have to build all the different farms and supportive mechanisms to support your islanders, and you control all of the edicts and things, so you have to control the politics of the island, and it's super fun. If you want to get lost in a city-builder type game, Tropico is one of my favorites. Sort of like a SimCity-esque, but you're a tropical dictator.
1: A 2048 is is my game. I'm playing it right now, as Baron ran through his list of <laughs> games. Gaming isn't like a huge... It's not really a source of entertainment for me at all, truly, but, or at least iOS games. I used to like computer games and stuff when we had a big computer, but 2048 is just a, uh, it's like solitaire, but different. Nothing like solitaire, but it occupies the space in my brain like solitaire. Something I'd do if I'm listening to a book or waiting for time to pass.
0: <laughs> different series that we like?
1: Oh yeah, Yes. It's the most fun. Whenever we find a good series that we just, we could watch, spend an entire weekend like anybody else watching a good series. That's so much fun. It's like a long ass movie. Mr. Robot was so good.
0: Especially the first two seasons.
1: Yes. This most recent season, I hear that it got better toward the end, but I just, like, what was going on through the middle? Yeah, I don't want to, a lot of people people really liked it, so I don't want to talk. Smack on it, but I wasn't super into the last season.
0: The first season was incredible, though. It was. He's a hacker. If you're into sort of thriller esque hacker series that's pretty realistic, it's freaking excellent. I
1: think you liked it a lot because a lot of the code that he was using throughout the series was real.
0: Yeah, like you would use Raspberry Pis. Boop,
1: boop, boop, boop on a fake computer. Yeah, not like. CSI.
0: Yeah, not typical hacker. It was real life using. Like nods to real nerdy things that exist. I thought that was super fun.
1: The Office, of course, classic. I think you can watch any episode and have a great time. You can if, start anywhere in the series.
0: If you've never watched the, or you don't like The Office for whatever reason, just give it give a few episodes a try. Like start from the beginning or somewhere. But you got to get to know the characters for it to be funny. Because initially, I thought it was stupid. I mean but that's how I feel I... about
1: Parks and Rec is yeah. I just like cannot you're trying too hard to be the office but then everybody says get through the first season I think I was hooked on the first season of The Office. I think it's so funny and so well written.
0: But I think you got to know the characters for it to be as funny, isn't it? Yeah, is.
1: I suppose. Weeds was a definite favorite back in the day. The first 3 seasons were great, and then that definitely
0: fell off. Yes,
1: definitely they had a contract that they had to fulfill
0: it was about a soccer mom that sold pot and it was pretty hilarious
1: ozark we really like because it is on the lake that you i sort of grew up on the lake of the ozark i've been there definitely that was the closest major lake to kansas city so it's cool to see a show there that definitely um displays the kind of Ozark mentality and lifestyle. But it's
0: so hyperbolized. It's not as gnarly as it's made <laughs> no. out to be on the show. But it was it was a good show, nonetheless.
1: Handmaid's Tale is a great series. It was better. I think that's another example of a show that's kind of falling off. The book is really good. There's a new book called The Testaments by Margaret Atwood that I hope they start going in that direction um, instead of their own TV direct. They, they would just win off the books. And, or there's one book. Anyway, good, good series. Game of Thrones was also, man, why do shows start really good and then end really good? I mean, bad. That's what I was just saying about so many of the most recent books I've read is they keep me super entertained throughout. And then the ending, it's like, oh, dang, you got bored. I can tell. I i am um, sad when that happens.
0: Yeah, the Game of Thrones was kind of like that. But if you've it never watched The a- Game of Thrones, it's so good.
1: Absolutely like that. It was the worst finale season I've ever seen of any show. Oof. <laughs> it was the worst. I think you're right. Based but on, just, just based oof. on what the show was and what it could have been, yeah. it was just pure lazy. But I know they put so much money and so much... Um,
0: Time and effort. The
1: and... sets and the um, destruction of when Danny was in. Wait, hit. wait, wait. Okay.
0: Sorry. Spoiler alert. You're not going to actually.
1: If you're going to watch it, if you are going to watch it, you would have already watched
0: it. I don't think that's true.
1: If somebody who know, who's never watched it heard how the finale season, the final season was, they would never. I don't think any of those people people are going to pull up Game of Thrones and watch it. I don't think so. It's like, oh, a good show that ends bad? Okay. Next Well, next it's auction.
0: excellent, though. It is All really the way good. through. It's yeah. amazing. It's one of our favorite Some series of, middle, of all time.
1: Some of the middle series is... You didn't even watch the last several, se- several seasons.
0: Yeah, I caught up on them. Mm. But I got burned out just because it was like it's, a soap opera. It
1: is what they say. It's like um, drama and boobs and fighting. Yeah. But the story really was, for the most part, awesome.
0: One of the most unique series that we've watched in a long time was The OA.
1: And sadly, that show is no longer. They canceled it. It must not have been all that popular. It got us thinking hard.
0: It was uncomfortable, honestly.
1: We watched the finale of season two as I think there was like a storm coming in and it was <laughs> it
0: was spooky. so
1: wild.
0: Synchronistic when different yes. and parts of the of... show would get super intense, the storm would get intense, and we were just like, what is going on here? Because
1: it's something about like, Dream state, alternate reality, not even dream state. It's so good.
0: Psychological thriller. Yes.
1: It's amazing.
0: One of our favorites of all time now was C.
1: On Apple TV Plus with Jason Momoa. Wow, Apple. You really did it. And then the other show that was... I wish they would do more shows that are that good.
0: With C, though, what it was about was sort of tribal people that all of them... Are blind.
1: Blind and, like, they've been blind for millennia. So it's interesting because the witches are the people who can see. That's a lost skill, is yeah. sight. So then two of these kids...
0: Wait, is that spoiler? No,
1: that's in all the trailers. Oh, okay. They can see. So it's the story of how they do life. It's awesome. It's badass. And, yeah, badass. Watch it. Like I was saying, the other Apple TV show is The Morning Show... With Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston, I thought it was going to be... when Yeah, like a dumb drama, but it has made the way that I see news so much more... Laughable. (laughs) I mean, yeah, even more than before. No offense. But we we were in Kansas City and drove past a billboard of the local news people, and watching the show, it's like, that is so funny to see you guys up there. Because it's all... It just shows how the... What it looks like to produce a major TV show. Right? Yeah. It's like... it's, it's like um, A major
0: morning show or yeah. news show. Those types of things. Where everything is just hunky-dory and everything's great. And we just have these people that get along great and we're best friends. And then the cameras go off and they hate each other and it's hilarious.
1: Like all the behind-the-scenes relationships and it's it was great. It's like they spent... they it seemed really high budget both of those like truly these are long movies Mm -hmm. and i hope that that continues um and maybe they were able to put in a lot of money and time into them because they don't have very many shows so i i would love to see that continue and then last is a show that we kind of got into recently that was on disney plus it was kind of the only reason i kept Disney Plus after watching all my favorite Disney movies. Um, was Life Below Zero. That was really fun to see yeah. how all these badass people are living in the uh, cold harsh climates of Alaska.
0: Yeah, it was excellent. The, Joe Rogan has a podcast with Sue, which was probably one of our favorite characters.
1: Sue Aiken?
0: Yeah. And I'll link the, I'll link that podcast, but she lives by herself, completely isolated. Runs a refueling station in the tundra and just is the most badass woman you could ever imagine. And the interview with Joe Rogan made it a lot more real because when you're watching the show, you're like, no way. This is actually (laughs) how this goes. But then when she was talking and telling stories, it was like, whoa.
1: She gets into so many more details that the show does not go into.
0: Like getting attacked by a bear and having her skull in the mouth of a bear. And And that her
1: house is... uh, Or her... You can't have permanent structures where she lives in Australia, unless you're a native. Alaska. So oh, did I say Australia? You did. Oops. She lives in a tent, like canvas sided tents. You're not allowed to have permanent structures. So they don't go into detail in the, on the show. show. They also have, who's the other guy? Glenn Velenu?
0: Something like that.
1: He's He was on a recent podcast episode with Joe Rogan. And that's what got us to watch the show. But he tells his story of all the animals he's hunted, and he is fascinating. Like goes and on the show shoots an elk, and first thing he does is take out the eyeball and grab the fat from behind the eyeball and just eat it. Not in a uh, it's, ma- it's a persistence.
0: Yeah, it's a persistence thing. He's like,
1: like oh, this is great. The fat behind the eye is the best, most satisfying. This is why you do this, and it's freaking awesome. So.
0: That's it for now, right?
1: I believe so. I mean, it's all the entertainment that's been entertaining us lately. We thought it might be a good idea to talk about this in case anybody is feeling bored right now.
0: So hopefully we've given you a bunch of different threads that you can dive down. Opened up a bunch of rabbit holes for you to (laughs) poke your head into.
1: Do be sure to check out the show notes so you don't miss any of the things we talked about. And...
0: If you want to discuss this further with other people that are interested in all of this, hop on our Discord as well. And that's all for now.
1: Thanks for listening. Tune in next time.
0: Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode. For more information and links to the things we talked about, check out our show notes at normal2nomad.com slash podcast. If you want to see more of what we're up to, we've documented our travels on YouTube for the past three years and are up to a quarter of a million subscribers. Check it out at youtube.com slash Elsa Please give us a five-star review if you like the show so other people can find it. Thank you, and have a wonderful day.